And if you come to the table knowing your value, then you have the upper hand with these agreements. Welcome to the GrowAbility Podcast, your home for leadership, management, and marketing education, where we teach business and nonprofit leaders how to flourish in life and work. Do you have a great CPA for your business? Today's special guest, Tina McGill, is a certified public accountant who gives some incredible advice about finding the right CPA for your organization. Here's your host, Joshua McLeod, with special guest, Tina McGill. Today, we have a very special guest, Tina McGill is the principal at MMAS CPA. She is a certified public accountant with extensive knowledge in technology and healthcare. Tina provides tax preparation and CFO services for small businesses in Nashville. She is an expert in medical and technology tax preparation. We were having a conversation the other day and I was talking about how much time that I put into this podcast and R&D and all of these things. And you were like, you know, there's like an R&D credit for such and such and such. I had no idea that there was an R&D credit for such and such and such. I still don't even remember exactly what it is that you said. There are things that are out there that can benefit the small business owner, but only if they know that they're out there. Tina, how do you keep up with all of the changes that are happening with this tax code that is, it's just a beast. Like it changes all the time. I mean, how does a CPA just know what the answer is when business owners have questions about their taxes? Well, um, thank you so much first for having me on the, on the show. So I'm so excited to be here. The CPAs in general want to be known as the trusted advisor. I would say we spend 30 percent of our time, and this is just a rough estimate on continuing education. And I love education. So for me, every time I learn something new and I can bring it to the market and explain it, that gets me excited. I love it. I love it. We teach business owners that there are different seasons in their career. There's the startup, Mm -hmm. there's the growth phase, there's maturity, and then there's like some sort of transition where you're either going to decline or sell it, or you're going to renew it and go into something else. Mm -hmm. Can you give me some input as to what is the role of a CPA for each one of these different seasons that business owners are going to go through? So the startup might be like a solo entrepreneur or somebody who's just starting out. Do they need a CPA or can they just go to like H&R Block and get their taxes done, you know, at the end of the year? That's a great question. If you're a sole proprietor, it's important to, at a minimum, consult with a CPA at the beginning. Someone that works with you, for instance, reconciling your bank account, reconciling your credit card statements every month. As a CPA, I love QuickBooks Online. I think it's the best thing in the world, but I also think it's the worst thing in the world because it allows clients to go in and set up systems themselves when they don't truly understand what they're requirements are in case of an audit, a small CPA, someone that works with you quarterly or annually to help you plan for taxes is perfectly fine. And I mean, and this is like a solo entrepreneur startup, a tech company, they're projecting millions of dollars of revenue. In that case, it's like the CFO is a piece of the startup. They are the startup because what they think and what they do is going to influence everything. And that's Incidentally, folks, that's what Tina can help with. She's a master in all of those things and helping with projections and all of that stuff. But thank you for talking about the the little guy here on the show. No, happy to help. (laughs) What does a CPA do for that company that's then in growth mode? Yeah. When you get into the growth phase, it's really important to work with a company that's 
or a CPA that some has some expertise with that particular industry. So you're going to want to talk to them about who their client base is, what your needs are, and what your expectations are so that you can find the right fit. We're really focused on healthcare and tech companies. Like we have some clients that are in the outliers of that, but that's the reality of, of who we service best. Right. So many times business owners hire their buddies. Yeah. And that's all well and good if your buddy is an absolute expert in your particular field, in your particular stage of business. Correct. But if you hire your buddy who works with startups, you're going to outgrow them in a couple of years if your business does really well. So when I'm moving from startup to growth, it needs to be more than just the once a year touch base and do my taxes. Now you need to pay somebody to actually help inform a couple times throughout the year to make sure that you don't make any mistakes and that your your structure still works within the business model for growth. Startup structure is survival and accuracy. Right. <laughs> growth mode structure is, hey, you need to make sure that you have a, a really proactive CPA. You know, and I think that somewhat happens organically. What we see with clients, they start getting frustrated, right? Like, so what we see is, hey, um, my CPA was busy and I didn't get a call back for a week or, hey, my my CPA, you know, I'm needing information faster, better, more in depth. Then those are the times to start looking at the market and saying, going back to your CPA number one, because I love my CPAs um, and say to them, here's some things I need moving forward. Is this something that you have an expertise in that you can help us with? Or do you suggest that I look elsewhere? And most CPAs in the industry are going to do what's in your best interest, right? At the end of the day, we want it to be the best relationship that we can make. And I all the time will have clients call a potential clients call and I'll say, we're not the right fit for you. You need a tax preparer only. You need a full-time CFO, not to say we couldn't help outsource that, but you need someone in-house. You've outgrown external CFO work. Right. What you do in that, that, that period of growth is going to affect your maturity. You probably got an attorney you call maybe once or twice a year. You're now calling your CPA maybe three or four times a year, uh, and you're having more conversations. You have more employees. Many people think they're saving money by paying for their CPAs to run payroll and deal with payroll. That is not necessarily the case. My suggestion is always to work with a payroll company, ADP, Gusto, that's really a key indicator for me as I'm talking with clients. Are they multi-location? Are they working with a payroll company? Then um, with the CPA relationship, now we're defining metrics and we're looking at systems as we're growth, right? We're in that middle level growth. If you're not tracking your product sales by class, location, your exit strategy is going to be more difficult than if you are doing those types of things. So that, that growth phase is very important for your success and maturity. That's great. In stage one, I make sure that I have accurate information. In stage two, I make sure I'm actually looking at it and then influencing the decisions that I make based on the metrics. Right. We work with a lot of private equity companies because physician practices are our main and tech companies are our main point. So they're going around trying to sweep up all of these businesses. And what we've seen over and over again is if we come to the table and we have our metrics in place and we have our diagnostics and our books are in order, number one, you can close a lot faster, right? Step one, you can go from closing in a year to six weeks if you're trying to exit. But the other thing is you can demand a higher price because you know your worth. And if you come to the table knowing your value, 
then you have the upper hand with these agreements. So a lot of times what we see, we'll do evaluation for a company. If they're in that mid-level range, say under 10 million to 2 million in revenue, uh, multiple locations, and with the after the valuation, they see five or six things that they can do to implement that will double their valuation in five years. So if you think about that, I could take my company from being worth 10 million. If I do these five things correctly, I can be worth 20 million. Wow, like your investment in your CPA and the valuation is going to have a huge impact on your future. Yeah, the, the point that I want to think about a secession plan is not like I'm 65 and ready to retire now. The point that you want to think about a secession plan is I'm 40 and I'm still growing this thing. What I do in the next 5, 10, 20 years really matters. Have we thought about the proper way to scale this business to make it reach its potential? Is it going to my kids? Is it going to my team? Is it going to an outside investor? In in many ways, it's like the most ethical thing to do because you're you're thinking about the impact that it's going to have on everybody. Right. If I don't have a great relationship with my CPA, if I don't have a proactive CPA that's letting me know about those things, I'm just I'm just missing out on things that are just sitting there for the taking. This is a critical decision. You've got to have the exact right CPA for your firm. You want somebody that is going to be able to carry you through from that growth mode to maturity to even a possible sale or succession plan. Is that an individual or is that a firm? What what would you say? So for my opinion, having a firm is a good thing. Yeah. But really, it truly, it comes down to relationships. Interviewing the person, no matter if they're a big firm or small firm or individual, what are their expertise? Think of it as you're interviewing them to hire them for that position. And we do the same. We interview our clients on an initial call to see if they're the right fit for us. So having that initial conversation is really, really important to that relationship. That's really great. I I really like that whole concept, thinking of them as people you interview to see whether you would hire them because in a sense you're hiring them 100 tina i I think that's all the time that we have for today what is the best way if somebody wants to find out more about your firm how do they get in contact with with tina mcgill um well we have a website www.mmascpa.com and we will be more than happy to help you find the right fit. If we are not the right fit for you and you're just asking some questions and you need um, good relationships, we have great relationships with all of the regional firms in the area. If we're the right fit, always a good thing, right? So we <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Tina, this has been incredibly helpful for me and I'm sure will be for several other people who listen to this. As we sign off here, I want to remind everyone you are doing better than you think. You have much more potential than you know. And we thank you so much for growing with GrowAbility. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the GrowAbility podcast. Did you know that our podcast subscribers are entitled to a free one-hour consultation with a GrowAbility coach? Simply send an email to info at growability.com with the subject line free session to get started. The mission of GrowAbility is to equip leaders to flourish in their life and work by developing vision, rhythm, and community. Bernie and Joshua are available for speaking engagements, workshops, and conferences. Subscribing to this podcast helps GrowAbility equip leaders throughout the world, and we appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for growing with GrowAbility.